Thank you, Father. Father, we want to thank you once again this morning for your mercy and love and goodness, kindness, your eternal love that never fails, that never ceases. It's an honor once again to be alive this day, to be part of what your spirit is doing across the earth. We celebrate you this morning. We rejoice in you this morning. Thank you for granting us another privilege to come before you to be part of, yes, a company of people that you've chosen to bring forth your desire, your counsel. But more so, Father, we want to hear. We want to know what your spirit is doing in this season and time. We respond to you. We ask you, Father, to grant us knowledge, wisdom, understanding, the grace to abide and to remain and to continue, oh God, not to be distracted, but to, yes, stay put and listen and wait on you. Your spirit is calling us to a new dimension, oh God, of of reality. We want to know what you are doing, what you're saying in this season and time. Thank you, Lord, as you continue to speak to us about the restoration, yes, of the broken and shattered altar. Lord, that we will adjust our heart and our lives, oh God, to the repair of this dimension of our life, oh God, so that all that you desire to do through us and in us, oh God, will be fully done, oh God, without any hesitation or reservation. We surrender to you this morning. I bring everyone joining us this morning that will be joining us, Father, to the place, oh God, where we will walk in obedience and surrender and submission to your voice. We pray corporately, may your kingdom come this morning. May your will be done, oh God, yes, on earth as it is done in heaven. I thank you. I honor your holy name this morning. Thank you, Father, for your intention that has already been, yes, revealed. Thank you for the unfolding of your counsel. Thank you, Father, for the impression of your desire. Thank you, Lord, that you've spoken to us about, yes, about the, the pursuit of desire. How we need to, yes, long for and yearn for and pursue that which your spirit is doing. And so, Father, once again this morning, we turn our heart to you. We yield ourselves to you. We surrender ourselves to you. We bring ourselves and we lay down before you this morning we say lord do as you will let your spirit perfect what you have begun in us lord that we may be yes an example a reflection of your intention that the church you want to see the church of your intention the church you want to see in the earth stand for you magnify your name lord this morning we thank you i honor you god we bless you in Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome everyone this morning, wherever you are joining from. If you're joining us, we want to welcome you. Join us. We believe God for great things this morning. The Spirit of the Lord is in the house, of course. We believe God that uh, once again we will be directed, we will be instructed, amen. The Spirit of God will lead us and will further build, amen, on that which he has begun, amen, to establish as a solid foundation. And that's very important. We believe the Lord that, amen, we have been looking at some very strong spiritual, you know, foundation that I will allow whatever the Lord, amen, wants to establish in our day, in our time to become firmly built. Yeah, and I pray that we'll continue, amen, in this line of, of, of you know, of attitude. It's important that we sit, we, we listen. I remember, you know, one of the teachings we were doing i remember you know sharing that the days i've been brought into requires that amen we come back to that posture of sitting down in every in every season when god begins to move when god opens a new day a new season to his people the first thing the people must do is to sit down all right before they start you know standing and then begin to walk all right we have to sit down because sitting you know speaks into the concept of you know instruction we are, we are presently being instructed and i remember saying 
saying that there are basically three things God is doing in our time right now. All right. The, 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 God is instructing us. There's correction. I can't remember the last thing, but I remember there is there is instruction. There is correction. And I, I'm not sure if, it's the, if the last word was realignment, but, but, but God is bringing instruction into our life. God is informing us. Yes, there is information. Amen. There is instruction. And of course, uh, 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 there, there is that concept where we need to totally yield to what is, is what, the, what the Lord is doing. So as we are called to sit in this brand new day, let us respond amen, with a heart amen, of willingness. Let us, let us not be in a hurry. I was looking at a scripture this morning and looking into the life of uh, uh, one of the kings. Uh, and uh, we're going to see some things that I believe will give us even clearer perspective. Uh, I, I want to thank God that, you know, our prayer, God is answering our prayer. Our prayers are being answered. Our prayers are not in vain. Our intercessions are not in vain. So let us not lose hope. Let us not give up. Let us not cast him, uh, you know, cast off him, uh, uh, our hope. Let's continue to stand and press and pray and seek, amen, the desires of God. Let's not, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you will, let's not reduce the standard let's not compromise the standard of god let's believe amen that that which the spirit of god is proclaiming and declaring in our day through our lives amen will amen make impact will make inroad and this is just a word of encouragement amen to every one of us and of course to me also let us believe amen that heaven has brought us into a day into a point into a place amen where we are being used as a standard in every generation a voice must rise amen a people must rise with the voice of God with the intentions of God with the standard of God and we don't want to amen just flow with the flow and just be where everybody is you know and just do what everybody is doing we want to be where God is we want to amen reflect that which the spirit of God amen is pointing to we want to be able to stand and declare hallelujah the heart of God the mind of God even if we have to do that alone let's do that let's be the benchmark let's be the standard let's be amen the the, the zenith of God's prophetic amen program for our day let us not give up as we begin to see, amen, the, the, the crumbling, the, the coming down, amen, the judgment of, of, the, of, of a house that have misrepresented the will of God, the counsels of God in the nation. This is a time for us to be able to rise up, amen, and begin to, you know, believe God to position us where, amen, the light that he has been, he has been walking on in our hearts, amen, can begin to shine forth. Yes, the Bible says in that day, the mountain of the lost house, amen, shall be exalted. We are in the day of spiritual exaltation. We are in a day where the Spirit of God, amen, is, is uplifting us. The, the, the horn, amen, of God's house is growing, is growing. And we don't need, amen, to let the enemy deceive us or get us distracted, amen, or get off, get us, you know, off track. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord. Let's keep our mind on the Lord. Let's keep our thoughts on the Lord. Let's remain. Let's abide, amen. Let, let the Lord perfect what he has begun in us. We may not see anything. We've been looking at that principle. We may not feel anything. But we are carrying something. And we know that which we're carrying, amen, is for the healing of the nation. It's for the, you know, for the deliverance of the nation. That which we are carrying one day, amen, is going to be utilized. I mean, David never knew one day he will, he will become one that will kill a giant, amen. But somehow he's been, he's been allowing the Lord to perfect, amen, his counsel, his desire, amen, in his life. And, and, and that's, that's a principle that I really want us to, you know, to, to, to latch onto, to hold onto, because there is a walk, amen that is taking place within our heart we may not see it we may not feel it but god is at work in us both to will and to do when the day amen to express that will and that ability to do comes it will show forth it will be manifest 
when the day comes, when the time comes, amen, where we need to reveal, where we need to show forth, no matter how dark, no matter how painful, no matter how troubling, no matter how, you know, uh, uh, terrible the condition or the situation may look now, let's believe, amen, that God is at work in us. God is at work in us and he's got a time, amen, he's, he's got a time frame for the manifestation of that which he's depositing in us. Let's tear up our heart. Let's, let's, let's pray. Let's believe God. Hallelujah. In fact, let us, let us just take a few minutes, amen, to pray in the spirit. Just prophesy, yes. Just, just, just key into the spirit and just let the spirit of God, amen, lead you into that which you, what, into that which you will say, amen. The Bible says, for we know not how to pray, but we depend on the spirit, amen, hallelujah, to lead us, to, to direct us, to motivate us. You just pray in the spirit. If you can pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Father, I thank you. Yes, Father, we steer up your walk on our inside. We declare in the name of Jesus. You will not forget your walk in us. You are still at work in us. Father, what you have ordained and planned for us will come to fruition in due time, in due course, in due season. We bless your name this morning. Yes, Father, you are, you are the God that is at work in us, but to will and to do. We pray, may your kingdom come into every sphere, into every area of our life this morning. May your will be manifest. May your will find expression this morning. We thank you. We bless your name, O oh God, that every faculty in our life is yielding, yes, surrendering, yes, right now to your desire, to your voice. Every part of our faculty right now is surrendering, yes, Father, aligning in the name of Jesus or walking in obedience to what you desire to see. I thank you, Lord, that it's not by might, it's not by power. Yes, Father. Yes, as we continue to pray in the name of Jesus, we will continue to observe and see, yes, what you are doing. And we believe this morning that change is taking place uh, in our lives, in our minds, in our thoughts. Change is taking place over the atmosphere of our lives, yes, of our family, of our community. In the name of Jesus, your prophetic intention for this glorious day is coming to the fore. It's been manifest in the name of Jesus. Nothing will hinder. Nothing will frustrate. Nothing will stop what you have begun. You who have begun a good work in us. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the release of your spirit. Thank you, Father, for the release of your spirit. Thank you for the manifestations of your spirit. Thank you, Father, for the dimension, yes, of your working in us. Thank you for the work of knowledge. Thank you for the work, yes, of the spirit of knowledge. Thank you, Father, for the work of the spirit of understanding. Thank you, Father, for the ministry of wisdom that is building. Thank you, Spirit of God, for what you are doing right now. Thank you for your ability in us. Thank you for your capacity in us. Thank you, Lord, that your word declare. Let the, let the weak say, I am strong. We proclaim this morning by the authority of Elohim. We declare that we are stronger. I thank you, Father, that we are not weak. We are not tired. We are not weary. We are strong. Yes, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. Father, we are thank you this morning that we are being renewed in your presence. There is fullness of joy at your right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. I speak strength and life to your people to your church oh god yes to the called at once thank you father for a company a remnant rising up this day in the name of jesus you said rise up oh daughter of zion rise up from the dust we rise up oh god from the clay from the dust this morning we declare that you've given us a voice and we shall be heard the nations will hear your voice the nations will hear your voice you said the day is coming where the dead shall hear yes and they shall be uh, they shall be quickened they shall be they shall be made alive again we thank you that this is the voice of life in the 
name of Jesus. We speak life to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. We bless your holy name this morning. Hallelujah. Your spirit is at work. We are not weak. We are not tired. We will not give up. The enemy will not weary us. Yes, he wants us to give up. He wants us to give up. He wants us to, to look at things and say, well, they are not working. So uh, give up. Go look for something else to do. No, we will do nothing else. We will continue on this path. We will continue on this path until we see, yes, until we see the birth of Zion, until we see, yes, the counsels of God manifest, until we see the reality of God for our day become, yes, manifest. Father, we thank you. Your kingdom, yes, is coming. We see the nearness of your kingdom. We feel it, oh God, in everything that we do. We see, oh God, the formation of the cloud. Yes, we see in the name of Jesus, the handwriting on the wall. We are seeing it, oh God, in our nation here in South Africa. We are seeing it. That. We are seeing, oh God, yes, the Dagons coming down. We are seeing the altars of Baal being judged. We are seeing the false prophets being judged. We are seeing, oh God, an awakening, oh God, yes, in the name of Jesus, of the spirit of reformation, of the spirit of restoration. We are seeing, we are hearing, oh God, the the sound of abundance of rain we thank you once again in the name of Jesus for the voice of Elijah in the name of Jesus thank you father for awakening yes a people a company that is rising up in this glorious day showing forth the scepter of righteousness proclaiming and declaring that our God reigns father we thank you we honor you this morning oh God our heart, oh God, is on you. Our eyes are on you, not unto man. This is not just a ministry to man. This is a ministry to you. As we minister to you, we see your glory. Yes, fill the earth. When your glory fills the earth, man cannot but to submit. When your glory fills the earth, this is a ministry of glory. It's not a ministry of men. This is a ministry of glory. It's a ministry of righteousness. It's a ministry of justice, of equity. This is not a ministry of crowd. It's a ministry of the cloud. We preach to the cloud. We speak to the cloud. We speak to the firmament. We are engaging the firmaments. And so, Father, I thank you once again this morning that as we speak, a change is taking place in the cloud. This is a ministry to the cloud. Oh, thank you, Father, for that word. Hallelujah. Why we are so appreciative of people joining us and being part of what the Lord is doing, but we're not limited by numbers. Maybe somebody needs to hear that. Maybe you're listening to me this morning. It's an honor to have you connect with us. But if you don't even connect with us, we will still preach. This is a ministry to creation. Our ministry is not just to, to human beings. No, we minister to creation because when creation aligns to the will of God, humans cannot but to, comp to, 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 you know, to, to, to submit, to flow, hallelujah, to yield themselves to the voice of God. Creation is crying. Creation is crying. Sometimes we forget that. All right, and so we get carried away by who is there, who is not there, who is coming, who is not coming, who has gone, who has not. No, I thank God for lives that heaven is, you know, more than ever before. God is committing people into our lives, into our, into our, into this assignment. But we, our eyes are not on people alone. There is something that defines how people think, how people reason, how people see, how people respond. That is what we are, we are dealing with. We're dealing with, amen, the forces. We're dealing with the systems. We're dealing with the ideologies and the, and the philosophy, the psychology that defines, amen, the operations of men. Yes, that's what I'm speaking about. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with something beyond human face. 
We're dealing with something that connects to human hearts. We're dealing with something, amen, that connects to human heart, not just to human face. This is a prophetic hub. This is a prophetic platform. This is a place where the counsels of God, the heart of God, the mind of God, the will of God, the intentions of God is being pushed into the next dimension. If the will of God comes into your life, you cannot but to, to comply, to surrender, to yield. And if it's the devil that has, amen, authority over your life, guess what? You will do the bidding, amen, of, of your servant, of, of, of your master. So let's understand, we are servants unto God. We are born servants unto God. And we want to operate ministry from within the holies of holy. We are operating from within the holies of holy. From within the holies of holy to the holy place. And then we are reaching out, amen, to the crowd outside. Not the other way around. Our ministry is not from the outer court. We are operating from within, deep within the holies of holy. Where the glory and the presence of God is. It's from there that we see things. It is from there that we look at life. It is from there that we engage our world. So when God says jump, we say how high. When he says jump, we say how high do you want us to jump? We are not, we are, we, our ministry is not apologetic to man. No, no, this is not a ministry to man's idea. This is not a ministry that is committed to how people feel about us. No, this is a ministry that is aligning to God's voice. And when we do that, we, allow, we align men, hallelujah, to God's divine order. And so we thank God that heaven will continue to refine and, and sustain and build, amen, and impart us with that which, amen, he wants to see manifest. We are a ministry that is key into the ministry of the Spirit. This is a day of the Spirit. And if we don't yield to the voice of the Spirit, we will certainly yield to the voice of the crowd. We, used to, we will yield to the voice of men. We will surrender our lives and ourselves, amen, to the ideas of men. We will surrender our life, amen, to the opinions of men. Heaven has delivered us from the opinions of men. If you're listening to me this morning and you're still walking with God based on the opinions of men, you're still doing it based on, amen, how you feel when you, when you, you serve God, when you feel right, when you feel good, when you know uh, that those days are gone. You will miss the boss. You will miss the boss. This is the day where you need to throw yourself on the altar and allow God to perfect, amen, his will and his counsel in your life. We've been tracking some, you know, some very important uh, uh, principles for a while now. We've, in fact, for the past uh, few weeks now, we've dealt with very important uh, uh, concepts that I believe has laid, some, laid for us some very good, important uh, principles that hopefully, amen, has helped us to have a better fine-tuned amen principles and an insight into the demand of god for our day i'm sure anybody that is following us by now would realize all right that we are we are hitting something our 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 message and our focus is very strategic all right we're coming from a backdrop of amen the the, the failure of of the church we're coming from a backdrop of you know the, the mistakes of the church we are we are aligning to us amen up a new reality of the kind of church everyone wants to see in the earth all right we, we are aligning to a kind of a church that the father wants to see manifest that is a church that is called the church of his intention there is a church that God calls the church of the firstborn. There is a church that God calls the third day church. The finishing church. Amen. The glorious church. He says it's coming for a glorious church without spot, without wrinkle, 
and without blemish. Friends, that is, amen, our focus. That is our assignment. That is the objective of this ministry. We are, we are not doing church, amen, just to have crowd, just to have people. No, we are doing a church that is leading a people that is pointing to where God, amen, is heading, where, what, where God is leading, amen, his, his people, amen. This is a church not just of sons, it's, a, it's also a church of the bride. It's a church for, for you know, for, for young men. It's a church, amen, for, you know, for, for, for older men, amen. It's, it's a tripartite church. I speak to you, young men i i speak to you amen you know uh, uh you know uh, uh fathers i speak to your children you know we have to we have to we have to define at you know as as we go forward as we advance further amen in the things of the spirit it is important that we continually define all right what we stand for what we represent so that when people come they can choose either to journey with us or to walk you know by the wayside you know i was so alarmed yesterday just looking in you know into uh, uh facebook and you know seeing how people are responding to you know this issue of bushiri you know uh, uh jumping bail and fleeing south africa this is a man that has been arrested for all kinds of crime that he needs to you know he needs to pay for that he at least he needs to defend himself only for him to flee the country and i was surprised to see you know the name of some of the people that i know who are following us on facebook actually you know feeling pitiful and and you know uh, almost like you know supporting this man and i'm like how can the people be so blind how can you not see these things these are people that you 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 would expect that they know better. They you know they they have a sense of understanding. They they are really you know. So it it is like the Lord was saying to me, don't you understand that people have different motive, different reason of serving me. That many people who who claim to be serving me are not serving me because they love me. They serve me because of what they can gain and get from me. And this is a ministry that promise that is promising people things. But of course, you know, lying to the people. I mean, when you are running the church like a business and you expect God not to judge it, I mean, that, that, will, be, that will be a fallacy. God is going to come. He's going to judge. Amen. That's why heaven has sent us here. Amen. To raise the standard as we continue to cry out, as we continue to pray and seek the face of God. Amen. The judgment of God. He said, if I can find one that will pray, that will stand in the gap, I stand in the gap, I will do what I need to do. And I'm shocked when I am like, hey, you also, brother, you well, that's the nature of the days. The, the further we go into, amen, into the day of the Lord, the more we're going to see, amen, people fall away. The more the deception, amen, will become clearer. The more people are going to fall into deception, the more people are going to give into lies. So it is important that when we say we are followers of the Lord, we, we must ask ourselves, you know, some very important pertinent question. Amen. What are we looking for? What are we searching for? What is our, what is our motive? What is our agenda? Why are we seeking the Lord? When we say we are members of the body of Christ, what does that mean? What does that mean? What, what does it mean to be a member of the body of Christ? What does it mean to be a member of a church? What are you expecting to get in a church? What are you expecting from a shepherd, from a man of God, amen, from the pastor of your church? What are you looking for? You have to have an objective. If you don't have an objective, you will fall for anything. And we are seeing how people today are being deceived in the name of God. In the name of God. You know, it's like using the name of God to run a business. 
using the things of God, using the gift of God. But that's not my, my, my focus this morning. It just alarms me. I mean, I just feel a, a, you know, a bit of sadness in my heart to, to look at amen, the state and the condition and the number of people supporting a lie, supporting what they can see. It means that they themselves, amen, something in their life is not aligned, it's not correct. It means they themselves, amen, are looking for a, a cheap way out. God is not a cheap way out. Christianity is not a cheap way out. Amen. It's not. It's not a, a means just to get something. No, no, no. You've got to understand that. Maybe, maybe we should begin to speak about. Amen. This primary fundamentals and foundational truth again so that people will understand. Jesus will ask the people, why, why are you following me? Yes, he fed them the first day. The second day they want, they want food again. He says, sorry, I don't have a food to give to you. If you want food, you've got to eat my flesh. You've got to drink my blood. They say, what are you talking about? You see, we are being called. When God used miracle to, to draw our attention, we must understand that he wants to take us beyond miracles. He said, miracles are the children's bread. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be fulfilled. He wants us to have enough. But guess what? If that is our motivation of serving the Lord, it means we do not understand what our life is all about. Because even the miracles and the blessings that we are seeking for will never satisfy any human being. God did not create humans to be satisfied by things. That is why you find rich people, very wealthy, you know, well-knowledge, well-informed people still amen, are full of, you know, uh, 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 you know, depressions and all of this. And they're, they're still suicidal. And you ask yourself, but you've got all of this thing. Because, listen, things does not fulfill man. Relationship outside God will not bring fulfillment to a man that you've got, you know, God knows what. It's not going to bring fulfillment to your life. The only thing that can bring fulfillment to the heart of humans, amen, is when God finds his place, when you allow him, amen, to rule and reign in your life. That is the only thing that brings pure, true joy into the life of humans no matter who you are you can be the president of a nation you can be a man the owner of you know 5000 you know companies you know you can be god knows what whatever you amen you are seeking for you can even travel to the moon or go to them to mass what, what nothing will bring fulfillment whatever you do at a point in time your heart will start longing for something else your heart will start looking for something else that is why in relationship if, if Christ is not the center of it, that relationship ends up being sour because you're going to realize one day uh, something, uh -uh, something is not right. Uh, no, I want some. No. Yes, that's just the reality. That's the way God creates humans. God creates humans for his own glory. So if what you're doing is not bringing glory to God, if even if the, you're running a ministry and that ministry is not a ministry, amen, that is pursuing the glory of God, that is pursuing to please God, that is pursuing to honor God, listen to me, it's only a matter of time before you get tired of the ministry. That's why today we're seeing people getting tired of ministry. Men of God committing suicide, amen, Say no, they, they, they want to go on a sabbatical leave. It's good to go on a sabbatical live amen it's good to have a rest just to be with god and just to you know rethink of your life but not because you're tired of ministry because ministry is the extension of your life ministry is not ministry is not what you do ministry is who you are is 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 an outflow you see what i'm doing this morning is an outflow of my life so if i if i'm not aligning with god and i come here to you know to make noise it's of course it it will only remain a noise it's not going to change nobody at the end of the day ministry should be able to impact the life of somebody 
It should be able to change somebody. When you look at me, there's something on the inside of you. You should say, I want that. I want what that man have. Not the gift, but I want that passion. I, I, I want that hunger. I want that longing. I want that desire. I want that, you know, Lord, grace to continue to remain, to abide. We all get tired. And when we get tired, amen, we are allowed to rest. But when we rest, we rest in the Lord. And when we rise up, we rise in the Lord. And when we move, we move in the Lord. In him I live, in him I move. In him I have my being. Our entire life must be factored into him and him alone. He is the image of our worship. Nothing else. So if these fundamentals are not established in the life of people, in the life of seekers, amen, of God, then they've been shortchanged and they've been lied to. Somebody had lied to them. All right? We can replace God, amen, with church. We can replace God, amen, for a nice message. We can replace God for a nice musical, you know, environment and we call it worship. We can replace God with so many things. We can replace God with how we give, amen. Yes, we, we can be the best giver. We give so much, but guess what? If God is still not sitting at the center of your heart, your giving is a waste. You can be serving in the church and never know the God of the house. Man can call you into ministry while God, amen, has not even recognized you. Man can give you an office and pour oil into your, into your head and, and consecrate you, amen, for a ministry God never intended for you. We can do everything that looks right in the human realm, yet heaven does not recognize, recognize you. He said, I know you not. I don't know you. He says, your work is, is tantamount to you know, iniquity. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I know you not. I never knew you. You never allow me to know you. Have you noticed that that's what people are searching for in relationship? I want to know you. I don't know you. People hardly want people to know them. Because getting to know you, amen, is becoming vulnerable. When you get to know somebody, amen, that person becomes vulnerable because the person has exposed his or her life to you. That's why we guard ourselves. We guard our, our life. We guard our account. We guard, you know, our past. We guard our present. We guard all kinds of things. And the relationship never works. Why? Because we are all hiding. We're hiding. It's a fig leaf. God said, depart from me. I never knew you. Heaven wants to know us. Anything we're doing that is not open to God, if it's not an open book, is a lie. So this is just some things that we are looking into as we deal with the concept of the rebuilding of the altar. Yes, when we talk about the rebuilding of the altar, all of these dynamics must be factored into our life. We, we cannot talk about, amen, rebuilding the altar and, and the altar is reduced just to, amen, uh, uh, you know, some physical uh, 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 place or, or material or furniture. That's not, who's talking about furniture here? We're not talking about some furniture. We're not talking about wood here. We're not talking about stones that can be taught. We're talking about the condition, the construction of the life of the heart, amen. When God talks about restoring, amen, the temple, the altar, he's talking about the restoration of a people. There's a people called the altars of God. God. When we say we're building church, amen, the church is not what we build, it's the people that we build because the church, amen, are the instrument that God uses to express his intention. Not the building, not the furniture. 
So if we have fine structure, fine building, and everything is looking nice, but our life is not aligning to the counsels of God, to the voice of God, to the mind of God, we, we lie to ourselves. And it's from this point that I have taken the toll of my own life and calling and ministry. I, I do not focus, amen, on the, on the physical. Yes, the physical will manifest, but the physical will manifest that which has been established in the spirit. Physicality is an expression of what, amen, has been established in the spirit. We like it or not, whatever we're doing in the physical has a spiritual you know, con connection, connotation, you know, connectivity. We like it or not, either, either good or bad. Whatever we're doing in the physical realm, amen, is linked to, amen, a source in the spirit. Our motivation, our desire, our counsel, amen, are all informed by a dimension of, of, of philosophy, if you will. So whatever we're doing, amen, in the natural is speaking to that which, amen, is, is, is controlling or defining, amen, our thought pattern. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Who you are is a position and a condition of first your state of thought. Your state of thought is informed, amen, by either the, the values of God or by the values of, 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 of darkness. That's just the truth. There are no in-between. You're either for on, on the lost side or you're on the other side. So we have to look at this thing regularly, amen, and check our heart and make sure that we are building according to the divine order. That we are building according to divine pattern. Or else the enemy, amen, while we are praising God, doing all of this, the enemy will be... <laughs> You know, directing our heart to something else. Adam and Eve were in the garden. The enemy showed up. And he joined the conversation to the point that he distracted Eve, amen, to, to, to see something that she ought not to see. And that was it. So it's a journey of the heart. So if all you're bothered about, amen, is just something to show people, be careful, lest the enemy get you deceived and get you, amen, off track to the point that for for the desire to want to see things show things you compromise the values and the standards of god he is the god that is at work when god perfects his work on the inside of us friends it's only a matter of time before that work show out on the outside when God perfects his will and counsel on the inside, it's only a matter of time before we see, amen, a corresponding action. True spirituality is not devoid, amen, of a physical expression. But we will not compromise the physicality for the spiritual. I just felt I needed to ex explain this to us again this morning. Let's let's continue. We 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 believe in God, Amen, to help us in this day of reforming, in this day of restoring, in this day of const const construction and maybe reconstruction. Let's believe God to keep our hearts stayed, to keep our mind stayed, to keep our desire stayed, to keep our intention stayed on Him. Don't, don't be carried away by what you are not seeing. Continue to look at what the Lord, continue to partner with what the Lord is doing on the inside of you. How do you, how do you know, amen, that God is working on the inside of you through your motivations? What comes to your mind? What are you feeling? What are you sensing? 
If you're not sensing a desire to pray and to seek God and to walk towards his, his, his will and plan and purpose, then you know that something is not right. You need to go back to the place, amen, where you can realign, amen, your, your, your understanding, your perspective, amen, and your priority to the things of God. Because at the end of the day, someday, we will depart this earth. Yes, we will come back, but we will depart the earth. If Jesus started, we will all depart this earth. So let's understand that the priority amen, of our life is to focus on everything that heaven has designed us for. We are not designed for wrath. We are designed for righteousness. So let's seek righteousness. Let's not, you know, uh, uh, dis, dis, let's not allow the enemy to displace the, the counsels of, and the will of God in our life because we are not seeing, you know, certain things. We will be, tr will be tried, we will be tested at all points. The testimony is without sin. We will be tested, we will be tried at all points. We read the scripture. We see how, amen, those who have gone ahead of us, those who penned down this word for us, we saw the testimony. We read about the testimony of their life. Why do we think that we are different? Why do we think that we have a different path? That's a, that's, that, that itself is a lie that we have bought. And this is the reason why some people, okay, they can't go all the way with God. I, 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 no, no, no. Because they, they have an idea. <laughs> But with such, the Lord cannot use them. You see, the question, the, the concept, the idea is, do you want God to use you? Then he's going to train you. And training is not just sitting down and learning. Training is about the transformation of your psyche, of your thought pattern. You must have, amen, the God, the God view of life. You have to see life. I, I, I think many of the challenge we are faced with in the body of Christ is the fact that a lot of people still do not know how God thinks and how God will have them think generally. Not just talking, I mean, when you talk about spirituality, it's not just something you do. Spirituality is who you are. It ought to be what defines your life. So generally, many people have not come to the point of accepting amen, the value system of the kingdom. We talk about the kingdom, we preach about the kingdom, but we have not accepted what the kingdom truly is. What is the kingdom of God? When you see the kingdom, how, how is it supposed to you know, look like? When you see people who, who are walking, living life via the kingdom, who are they? What do you see about them? What's, what, what, what causes them amen, to stand up from the rest of the people. It's important that we understand that. Because if we're not able to identify and define what we claim that we're seeking for, then we're lying. We're lying to ourselves. We're deceiving ourselves. It's like you, you want to go into something, but you don't know. You don't have an expectation. You have no picture of, of what you want to see or what you're going into. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Then why are you going into it? If you're going to school and you don't know the purpose of going to school, why going to school? If you're going to work and you don't know the, the essence, the purpose, amen, what you want to gain out of the work, then why are you going to work? 
You're going to a relationship, but you don't know what you want to gain or get out of the relationship. You don't know what amen, you're expecting. Why are you going into the relationship? Unfortunately, that is how a lot of people live their life. They have no sense of vision. They have no sense of vision. So they go into that thing just for the moment, just you know, for the for you know for the long walk, just for excitement, just for God knows what. But they have no, you know, a sense of visionary drive. No one comes to the Father, amen, without you know, counting the cost, they said. You've got to count the cost. You've got to know why you want to follow. You have to understand, amen. That's why the church is not a kingdom. You can go to church. You can be born in the church. Your family can give birth to you in the church and you grow in the church and you do all the churchy things and never, never touch the things of God and never smell the things of God. Never for one day hear the voice of God. In fact, if you're hearing, you're running to Eli. You know, so it's these are foundational principles and truth, but they are important that we define why we're doing what we're doing. You see, I have come the cost. I know I have an understanding of what I am doing, and it's that understanding that is driving me. So if one person or two persons shows up, it doesn't, doesn't debar me, it doesn't hinder me, it doesn't demotivate me. No, if, if a million people join me, all right, it still doesn't, I, I, I'm still like, you know, I, I'm, I'm preaching to two. If, I, if, 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 you know, if two people, you know, you know, connect to me, it's still like I'm preaching to 10 million people. Is it because I see beyond the numbers. There's something far beyond how people define a successful ministry that I have you know, by the grace of God, I've seen, and that is what I'm pursuing. Now, if you don't know, amen, the end, Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, you see, for the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured, endurance come because you have a vision of tomorrow, because you have, amen, a reason that when I go through, when I do this X, Y, Z, something will come out of it. And that gives you the capacity, those who go into the army, who get to go through those rigorous, rigorous training. Not everyone finish. But those who finish is because they have, amen, in, the, in their frontal lobe. Amen. The, 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 the finish and, 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 and the joy of the finish. The end product of that finish. That's why they go through the pain. Mental pain. Physical pain. Sometimes emotional, spiritual pain. They go through all of that. Why? Because there is a price. That's what the Bible says. No one engage, amen, in, 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 in an athlete, you know, uh, exercise. You, you, want to, you want to join amen, a, 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 a race. You want, no, they say you put yourself under strict training. That's what Paul calls it. Strict training. He said you do no longer engage yourself in civilian matters. Because you've been enrolled into the army of God. This philosophy, this idea about the things of God is, is long thrown away, amen, in the church. We serve when it's, when it's fine, when there's something to gain, you know, for the moment. When there's something to enjoy for the moment. That's, that, that's, 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 that's the focus. That's, you know, our motivation. What can I gain there, you know? Something you can easily show people now and say, see, yeah. But that thing fades away. And when it fades away, people leave you. They look for something else. They look for the next place is happening. That sense of continuity. 
you endure till the end. Those who endure till the end shall receive the crown. Those who endure. You see, you've got to learn to endure to the end. So when we talk about the restoration of the altar, we're talking about the ministry of enduring, amen, the precise, accurate concept, amen, of reconstruction, of rebuilding. Not one dimension is compromised because we just want to quickly finish this job so that people can see it. We're not doing it for people to see to praise us. We're doing it so that God can see it and approve it and come down in his fire and glory. Hallelujah. When the motivation is to do things for people to see, to praise us, you will at some point compromise because the pressure of wanting to satisfy people will cause you to compromise, will cause you to look for amen, another quality, another reduced value system all right, to carry out the things of God. We can read the word of God and come up amen, with a lesser value. And come up with all kinds of, you know, uh, shortcuts. It all depends on how we understand what the Father wants to see. Like I always say, the end does not justify the means. In the things of God, the end does not justify the means. The process justifies the end. The process justifies the end, my friend. It's a day where heaven is realigning our thought pattern. They are redefining how we see life, how we think. A lot of people, you know, when they meet the end, they'll be surprised. They'll be surprised because <laughs> he will send them, will tell them, sorry. I don't want this. He said, but why? Because I never called for it. And if, if in fact I called for it, but you never used the process I gave you. You thought it was tedious. You thought the process hides you away. Doesn't make you popular. Doesn't make you feel, you know, belonging. The process hides certain resources from you. But that's, the, that's my chosen. That's the way I wanted it. The process is part of the success. So we, we, we have to rethink what we expect God, amen, to say on that day of the finish. We have to look again and again and again and ask ourselves, are we on the right track? Lest we get to the end and we discover that we have missed the track. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end, yeah, that's, the, that's the problem I have. I don't want to get to the end only to discover that, uh oh, I missed the track. I miss the way of the Lord. I don't know how you, you, one will be able to, you know, rectify that, that kind of a mistake that all your life you have invested in the wrong path. 
you have invested in a wrong way, in a wrong value system, only to get to the end. Come on, friends. What an encouragement this morning. What an encouragement this morning. What an encouragement this morning. I truly pray and I hope that we will all align our hearts. We will respond accordingly. That it will not be a lip service. It will not be a lip service. It will not be something that, well, I feel like doing it. Got to understand, every area of our life is owned by him. Alright, let's 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 look at the scripture. There's a lot that we have said in, in less than 50 minutes that will cause one to begin to you know scratch his you know his or head and say, Lord help me here, give me clarity and direction. That's 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 what we are seeking for. We don't want to have a sense of yes, finally, I know what to do. Every time the Lord comes and engages us. We want to yield and surrender and submit and continually adjust ourselves until we get the bull's eye. Until we know, amen, the, 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 the target of the spirit. And until we are able to aim to that target, we'll be doing try and error, which is not going to help any one of us. So we're dealing with amen, the, the, the reconstruction, the restoration of the temple of God. We saw in, in uh, uh, Second Chronicles 29, how King Ezekiah began to reopen the, the temple of God. All right? He opened the, 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 the door of the house of God and began to fix things as he, he called for the restoration of, of the priests and the Levites. Amen. From wherever they have run to, wherever they have gone to. He called them back to amen, their place of ministry and, fun and, fun and functionality. And I believe this is what the Lord is doing in our day. God is restoring amen, his servants, his, his voice, his people. Wherever they are, some have gone into business. Some have gone into all kinds of things. But God says, no, this is a time of the reformation of his church, of his house, of his people. So those people who have not been allowed to carry out their mission and assignment just because, amen, a, a new system came and, and, and dysfunctioned and, and shattered, you know, and, and, and scattered every order within the house of God. But there is a bringing back, there's a restoration. There is amen, a returning, amen, of the right order and pattern of how God wants us to function. And it's important that we listen, that we respond, amen, that we, we, we follow, we, we, we yield to, amen, the demand of God for this glorious day. Because one thing happens is when once we allow God to lead us, amen, once we allow God to lead us into the right path of his intention, every other thing starts to realign back to, amen, their rightful place of function. Every other thing in our lives and outside our lives. I discovered that that's a divine principle. When you, when your life, amen, aligns to how God wants you to live, how God wants you to function. When you align to the priesthood that He He has ordained, and you, you, your heart is truly connected. Every other thing that you are seeking for, like the Scripture said, when you seek the order of the kingdom of God, amen, every other thing will be added. You just find that certain things start working out for you. 
things that you've been struggling, you've been yearning, you've been, you know, trying to, by your might and power, trying to fix, suddenly, you just be hearing testimony. You just be hearing, oh, that thing was done. Or oh, somebody, yes, help start coming our way. And I think that is basically bringing ourselves back to the place of the wisdom of God. The Bible says the wisdom of God is foolishness. To man, to, to a one who does not have direction and insight into the things of God, <laughs> applying the things of God will be foolishness. No, no, no. This, this is not going to assist me in this, in, the, in this condition. No, I'm not going to follow this path. This path is not going to lead me to, you know, wh what I'm expecting, where I'm expecting to be. No, I'm, no, 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 no. Many have paid their way, amen, to Tarsus when God has sent them to Nineveh. So they wonder why, amen, they, they, they are, they are locked, locked away, swallowed up, you know, by, you know, by, by a whale. They don't, they don't understand why things are not working for them because you have relegated, you have, you have, you know, you know, rejected yourself from the things of God. You have divorced yourself from the ways of God. And so you're walking, but you don't know what's happening to the money. That's what God says. He says, I'm going to put holes in your pocket. You're struggling. You're sweating. You're doing everything within your power. But you're getting very little. You're wondering what's going on. Every relationship you go into is not working. You wonder what's going on. Rather than you get promoted, they're demoting you. Or even maybe firing you. You don't understand what's going on. Uh, well, I know what's going on. Relocate yourself back to the divine organogram back to the divine desire of god relocate your heart back amen to the intentions of the father for your life god has a blueprint for your life and it's not as difficult as the world amen and the religious system has made it look the things of god the bible says are not grievous the commandments of god are not grievous it is when we think, well, it's my life and I've got to live it the way I want it. That's when the things of God doesn't make sense to us. It will always look challenging. It will always look difficult. It will always look painful. All right? It will be difficult to give to the things of God. The little you have, you're going to hoard it. You're going to keep it. Now, because your, your, your mindset is running, amen, on a different value system. God says, I need you to bless me, bless my work, bless the things that I'm doing. He says, no, I'm not going to give to that. Because if I give them, I'm not going to have. I'm not gonna. You see, you always have a thousand and one excuse because you try to use human reason with the things of God. And God says, sorry, it doesn't work that way. So what am I saying? I'm saying that in this new day where God is saying it's time to restore the altar. First of all, he's speaking to us about our life. We are the altar. And all the dynamics that, amen, that we find within the altar amen, are expressions of the life of God. Of the principles amen, of the kingdom. Which of course we find authority there. In that altar there are horns there. In that altar, amen, there's a place where you 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 bring amen the, the wood you put the wood there amen the, the the coal of fire is there the sacrifice must be laid there amen yes yet the altar must not be must not be touched amen by human hand you you must not bring levity and carnality into this dimension because it's sacred it must be carried by you know you know uh, 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 two long poles amen 
two on one side, two on the one other side. So it's carried by four dimensions of, of, of life. All of this it speaks into something. But we saw something that after Elijah built that altar with 12 stones, he says, amen, they must bring seed, the, the poor seed there. Then, he, he, then he, he asks them to go fetch water. Amen. And they, and they began to pour water. Three times they did it. The whole place was saturated, covered by the water. While Elijah went, amen, and engaged God, just as he was praying, the fire of God, the fire, amen, is, is symbolic of the approval, amen, of that altar. And it's important that, amen, we build something for, for God through our life, in our life, amen, that when God looks down, amen, he, he approves it. Just like when Noah, amen, built that altar, the, the, you know, in, in, in Genesis, the Bible says, amen, God smells the, the you know, the, 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 the aroma, amen, of the sacrifice on that, on that altar. And God cut a covenant with the earth. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest time will not cease. Look at it. Our life, amen, is a reflection of those two dimensions of life. Seed time and harvest time. Alright? Yes, religion will limit it to money. Will limit it to, you know, material things. But that's a principle of life. Ecclesiastes went further to explain to us, amen, that in life, amen, there are seasons for everything. There's a season to sow. There's a season to reap. There's a season to be born. There's a season to die. Amen. There's a season, amen, to walk. There's a season that you disease from walking. You look at it. It's there all clear. You know, the principle that God established through that covenant, amen, is what is still driving life till today. As long as the earth remains, as long as this earth remains, seed time and harvest time. If you look at your life, you're the reflections of the seed. That you've sown the harvest you have today is a reflection of the seed sown yesterday and so god begins to speak to us that in this new day i'm giving you a new opportunity to re, to you know to to change your life and begin to sow new seed it's a principle you don't have to like it listen to this this is not just a principle for uh, christians alone it's it's a universal principle it's a general, it will work for the Hindu. It will work, amen, for the Muslim. It will work, amen, for the, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the Hare Krishna guy. It will work for the, you know, science, you know, science community. It will work, amen, in, in, in the life of the president. It will work, amen, in the life of the janitor. It will work, amen, in the life of that, you know, chief accountant. It will work in the life of that, you know, janitor. Whoever, whatever you are, it will work in the life, amen, of husband and wife. It will work in the life of children. It will work in, you know, in the, in the community of the academics. Whatever, amen. Amen. life you may find yourself there is a principle that governs your life that is called seed time and harvest time the seed a man sows you will reap and we saw that amen nine months ago the lord shifted the order of life the world system they're calling it the great reset they thought they thought they're in charge <laughs> yes they, 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 they thought well 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 yes you know this plan that we have put in place that we've been working on you know for decades in changing the, the you know the, the the concept of of life we want to we want to rebalance the earth we want to change things all right and so they thought that you know their idea that they've put together and finally brought something called corona that impacts 
scattered the entire human race. Millions of people have died across the earth. All right, and these people thought, well, finally we got that right. Let's go into the next thing. All right, and they thought that through what happened in uh, what they call the Corona, Amen. They thought that they can reorder, they can restructure, Amen. They can shift things, they can take the the right of people, and they can impose certain you know laws and government and bring certain values and do all kinds of things. And they're doing it right now. They are doing it. But guess what? <laughs> they don't understand that there is a God, Amen, who is. The, amen, the puppeteer motivating them. They think, amen, that they are going to be able to pull down, shut down, amen, the church and hinder the advancement of the things of God, amen, the counsels of God. The Bible says, he that sits in the heaven is laughing. The wisdom of man is foolishness before God. So let no man fool you and get you frightened. That yes, the Antichrist is coming. The globalists are winning. They are losing. Let us sound it clear. Let us make it clear. They are not winning. If they are winning, it's because God is playing a game with them. He's playing. He's the master. Hallelujah. He's the master, you know, of the game. He knows how to play this game. He's, he's playing this game with them. Let's see. Make your move. He's watching them. <laughs> he allowed them to, you know, to take one or two pounds here and there. Okay, fine. He's the listen, he's a master in this game. But if you don't know what God is doing, guess what? You'll be scared, you'll be afraid because suddenly it's like they're taking your right. Suddenly, but in the midst of all this, God hallelujah, is preparing a church that will represent him, that will reflect his glory. A church, amen, whose face is like that of a lion, whose voice, amen, has been has been recalibrated with, with, the, with the roar of a lion. A church that is not afraid. It's not a new thing. When Nebuchadnezzar thought he was in control, I've got all the world under my control, amen. And they, and they made him build, you know, this massive, you know, uh, 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 huge structure you know of an idol and everyone must bow to it uh -uh. there's a different tribe in the land of babylon who are not babylonians we do not bow to the gods made by human hands they say at the sound of the trumpet everyone regardless of who you are where you are regardless of your tribe race creed sex you must bow as a group of people, I call them. A tribe. A prophetic people. A people cited by the Spirit. Grace by heaven. Yes, they are in captivity, but they are not, amen. They are not captured. You can be in captivity and still not be captured. Your mind is not captured. We may be, amen, in a state that looks like, amen, we've been captured. But my mind is not captured. So should your mind, amen, not be captured. Your thoughts should not be captured. You can be in prison and still be productive. After all, the entire, in fact, not the entire, one third of the Bible was written by a man in a prison. So this, my physical state does not, does not affect and should not impend my mental and spiritual productivity. Our problem is we don't know how to master our environment. So when, when, they, when, they, when, they, when they chain us, it's like they've chained our minds. When they chain us, it's like we've lost it all. Because we do not understand what true spirituality is. You can chain me as long as you can chain my mind. 
You can remove my eyes, plug out my eyes. As long as you can plug out my spiritual eyes, I can still see. Come on. They thought they're in control. They thought they can regulate the earth. They can regulate what we buy and sell by giving people a mark, a nature. Listen to this. There is a people in the land. Let, let them hear this morning. Let the powers of darkness hear. Let the works of, the, let the system of the new age hear. That there is a people in the land whose God, amen, is the God of heaven. Who rules over the affairs of men. Say he's the one who rules over the affairs of men. He sits and he laughs. He sits and he laughs. We're not chained. We're not bound. If they shut this door, another one will open. As long as we are following God. You see, Jesus, when he was born, Herod thought, I, could, I, I, I will kill this child. They said, take the child. Go down to Egypt. Stay there. God has a plan, friends. Let us not be afraid. Let us not be fidgeting over the things panning out around us. There is a God who rules over the affairs of men. There is a God who sits, hallelujah, and is enthroned in majesty, in power. His name is Elion, El Gibor, El Shaddai. He's the Ebenezer. He's the one who helps his own. He's the double-breasted one. His name causes, amen, the heavens to split. He rises upon the wings of the wind. He's glorious. His majesty. We worship his majesty. We've got to understand, friends. So as we understand what God is doing that day, we are not, we are not losing, we are not failing. God is playing a game with them. He's allowing them to do, amen, what they're doing. But at the end of the day, he wins. Excuse me. Did God not use Nebuchadnezzar? Did God not lead Nebuchadnezzar, amen, to the wilderness for seven years and he still kept his kingdom intact? I mean, who does that? <laughs> when a king is removed, I mean, you expect the kingdom to crumble. God still kept his kingdom intact. Just to prove to him, I will, I will show you that I am God. I rule over the affairs of men. Cyrus, one of the kings of Persia, was the one who proclaimed and declared, it's time for you guys to be free. But amen, that period he declared it was in alignment with the 70 years God earlier had given to the children of Israel. He will be in Babylon for 70 years. So a generation will live in Babylon to show forth the glory of God. Daniel and the rest were just a young teenager when they, when they were taken captive to Babylon. And in Babylon, they made up their mind that they will not defile themselves. That is what I'm talking about. When we have a company of young people who will say we will not defile ourselves. But you see, that can only happen when they've been taught, when they've been tutored by the right parents, by the right teachers. When we don't have people, amen, who can help our children to, to understand that there, there is a battle, there is a war of culture out there that they do not have to give in and bow, amen. So they don't have to open their legs to any person. They don't have to give in to anyone that they can stand and defend the values of God. If we don't have such parents, if we don't have such teachers, if we don't have such ministers and churches, then we're doomed. 
Daniel and his and his and his brothers. They said, sorry, we will not. The Lord always has for himself a people. In every generation, God has for himself a tribe, a company, a remnant, a called out ones. Who have been crucified, the crucified ones. The resurrected ones. See, the crucified ones are the resurrected ones. You cannot be resurrected if you have not been crucified. You cannot talk about the power of resurrection if you have not been crucified. Daniel and the rest, they've been crucified. So you can't kill them in Babylon. They're already dead. That's why they say, no, we're not going to partake of this. In 10 days time, come see. If we're not better off these people that you're feeding with all whatever you're feeding them. With all this you know, processed food you're feeding them. Come, in 10 days time, come see if our, our mind is not better sound. Because what the king needs, amen, why he's feeding them with all this, you know, you know, processed, you know, food and all this, God knows, you know, you know, medicine and whatever they're, they're, they're cooking up today. Want intelligent people. They say, you come check us in 10 days time. Come check us and, and try us with these people that you're feeding with all, all, all kinds of things. The servant came in 10 days time. Is, a guy is feeding with, just feeding on veggies, veggies. They were 10 times better. Three years later, they were ready to stand before the king. In all the questions of the king, in all his issues of, of you know, uh, uh, astronomy and, you know, and stargazing and all his, you know, desire to want to learn about the world and all of these things that the king, you know, has been keeping. Daniel and his rest. We're answering. They answered all the questions of the king. The king said, no. There's no one like you guys. You guys will be in my courts. You'll minister to me. And even with that position, they still did not. They still did not compromise the position of their God. Because they know that it is God who gave them such a wisdom. You see, many of us, we get to certain places of authority and influence. Suddenly, we forget who we are. We're not ready yet. We're not trained yet. When the altar is firmly built, nothing compromises that altar. In the time of prayer, you pray. Even if there's a verdict, there's, an, uh, there's a declaration that nobody prays. You have to pray because you know that's where your power comes from. And when they ask you, you say to the king, the reason why I'm able to do what I'm doing is because there's a God earlier who rules over the affairs of men who gives me this wisdom. So if you want to stop me, then sorry, I won't be able to function again. Come on, friends. There's a war going on out there. The war of kingdoms. The war of ideologies. The war of culture. What do you believe? Is this thing still just a theory? Still just a feeble? Still just, you know, you know, uh, to some people, Christianity is just a legend story. It's not real to them. And that's why when they feel like they do it, when they don't feel like, you know, it's fine. Issues of praying to God three times a day, seven times. I mean, David learned that the place of his power is in the place of communion. I'm talking about rebuilding the altar of God, bringing the water. We, the last time we talked about pouring water, Jesus said to them, Go fetch water. If you want to have wine in this glorious day, go fetch water. 
Things are happening, friends. What are we hearing? What are we seeing? What is the Lord saying to us? I'm going to round up this morning with this uh, um, scripture we read some time ago. I'm just going to read it again. Second Chronicles 29. We began to look at the heart of King Ezekiah. I think Ezekiah speaks to us regarding amen, what the Lord is doing. I want to see manifest within the heart, within the structure of our life in this new day. Authority has been given to many of us, but we don't know how to use the authority. When a position of authority is given to us, we must know what God, he says, he says, he says to them, amen, wait, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from an eye. The power was given not for us to control, to regulate, amen, to abuse, amen, and to manipulate each other. No, we have abused the things of the spirit. And we're trying to fix that. We're trying to correct that. Because in this glorious day, I tell you, the heaven is going to be given, giving us some dimension of authority and power. But we need to start to talk about it now. Now when this power begins to manifest, it is not for us to be pointing the scepter of this power to each other. And to be seeking to control and manipulate. Amen. Like, like we're seeing today. I thank God for what God is doing in South Africa. God is exposing all these false altars. False churches. False places of worship. False prophets and whatever they call them. False bishops. God is exposing them. And this is not going to be limited to South Africa alone. No. We are praying that this will happen all across the board. From the church, the religious system, to the political system, to the economic system, amen, to the system that defines, amen, education, all of the false altars that have been built, amen, to, 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 to birth and to bring forth, amen, the, the worship of Baal, they're all coming down. We we'll continue to declare it. We have to understand that God is restoring, amen, power. We're beginning to see, amen, the hair, amen, of something grow again. But something must understand, amen, and, and learn from his correction, from his mistake, excuse me. Must learn from his mistake. You don't go around sleeping on the laps, amen, of Delilah and think you, you're not going to be compromised. You don't go around loving what you're not supposed to love, amen. We don't go around fraternizing, amen, with ungodly people and, and ungodly relationship, amen, and all kinds of ungodly things. No, we have to break away, amen, from false desire. We have to break away from false passion. The Lord will have to help us. The Lord will have to help us. We have to break away from false, amen, desire. Samson was empowered with, with authority. No one like him brought down, amen, the, the, the government, the empire of the Philistine. But guess what? There was something in his heart that was just not aligning. Something is in his heart that is chasing after that which amen does not please god and this is something that is in 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 almost everyone there's something that we are chasing that we are longing for that is not aligning with the will of god and that we inherit amen from our fallen nature we have to believe god continually to break away from that false desire amen 
Bible says, whatsoever a man desire when he pray, let our desire be aligned with that of amen, the, the, the desires of heaven. May God give us a desire to desire him and him alone. This is my prayer. May God give us the passion to long for what he wants alone, not what he wants and what I want. God doesn't work with what, what you want and what he wants. No, he wants your entire life, amen, to be submerged in his in his own desire, in his own passion, in his in his own amen, a, a hunger where your where your heart is captured by God's God's passion, God's longing, God's desire. Oh my God, he will fill you with everything that will bring you to the place. Of his own good pleasure. So we have to believe God to help us be free from worldly things, carnal things. Because it will be dangerous for us to have carnality in our life and still be exhibiting the power of God. That is where delusion comes from. And that is what kills many people because, oh well, you can see the power of God walking in your life. But you know that your life is not align, aligning to the will of God. That is a dangerous place. You don't want to be in that point. You don't want to be in that place where you're at. Because you're seeing certain things happening around you. But you know your life is not in alignment. And you think, oh well, God has forgotten. Well, God doesn't really mind. He does mind. Samson must realign himself. So tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. Power is what is needed to engage the kind of satanic forces, amen, that will be challenging, that already challenging, amen, the, the place, the position of the ecclesia in this, in this season in time. We need power. And we've been talking about that for a while now. And this power is not just to go out there and prove a point. No, it's a power to establish. It's the power to advance. It's the power, amen, to bring forth the intentions of God. The nations, once again, amen, shall lift their hands to God. But that will only happen when you and I take our position, amen, in authority and begin to represent the accurate voice of God to the nations. This power shall fall on them that believe. But this power doesn't rest anywhere. This power must rest on a church that is restored. This power must rest, amen, on an altar that is precisely built because indeed the altar represents the place, amen, the four corners of the horns. Remember, if we're going to engage the horns that stood against Judah and Jerusalem, then we have to have a church, amen, that is empowered by the Spirit of God. We have to have a church, amen, that is that is infused by the life of God. We have to have a church, amen, that stands tall, hallelujah, a church that is established as a mountain of God, amen, that cannot be pulled down. A church that is built upon the rock, amen, that when the storms come, when the wind blows, hallelujah, when the flood, amen, of life begins to come, this church has a standing, a posture. It's a righteous church. Our standing is in righteousness. Our standing is in justice, equity. When this kind of a church, amen, takes a position, this church, amen, is not, it's not, it's not afraid. He has not given up to us the spirit of fear. So as we continue to look into all of this, we believe in God for grace, keys of keys of David, keys of the kingdom to open, amen, the, the, the treasure house of God, to open the treasure house of revelation, to enter, amen, into dimensions that will allow us to function in the full capacity of God's intention. Ezekiel, let me read this. Ezekiel, uh, um, uh, Second Chronicles 29, from verse 1 says, Ezekiel was 25 years old, when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah, 
He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, not in the eyes of men alone. That's something we cannot just, you know, bypass. That's not some phrases we just read across and leave it there. No, the Bible says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. This is the great challenge, amen, for the church today. We want to do things that are right, but in the eyes of men. We want to do things that are right, amen, in the eyes of men so they can praise us, so they can love us, so they can like us, amen. When we seek to please men rather than God first, we compromise the values, amen, of our ministry. We compromise the intentions, amen, of God for our life. When we seek the pleasure of men, when we seek first to please men, there's no way we're going to please God. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. You know, when you're doing things in the eyes of the Lord, nobody prays you. In fact, those who praise you must, must be people of the Spirit, must be people who have seen, who are seen, who are tracking the things of the Spirit. Like I always, I always say, Many few, few of the people that are following us, they are people that are longing for God. They 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 gone past just you know, ah, Lord, just bless me, God. I just want to you know make a point. I just want to show. I, I'm not proof to my friends also that well well you know God is doing a new thing in my life. No, if you're following me, there's nothing really to show for than to be tracking the things of the spirit, to be tracking the path of the spirit. Because all you are gonna be seeing in terms of divine approval are things that are expressed and done by the spirit so if you don't have the ability to see through the spirit and really trust and and depend on what god is doing there won't be any reason to follow somebody like isaiah phillips and many out there also who god has called out this is a ministry of the called out ones yes so this is this is this is a dimension amen of of, of a remnant company of a priesthood so if you if you want to see what we're doing or or you want to compare what you're seeing out there you know and to what we're doing here you're going to be disappointed let me tell you straight you're going to be disappointed because we don't follow the voice of the crowd we don't follow amen the the popular opinions of men no in fact we walk against it we speak against it because the Lord is not always in the shout he's not always amen in in the in the in the democratic opinions of men it defines the path. It defines the course. We follow. The Bible says, Amen. King Ezekiah pleased the Lord. He did everything in the eyes of the Lord that pleased the Lord. Amen. He pleased. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Just as his father. Amen. David. So we can see that Ezekiah was not just, you know, uh, uh, bringing something new that he has not learned. No. He tracked this from David. He tracked this dimension of life from David. So David was one who did, amen, the things he did through, amen, pleasing the Lord. He, he pleased the Lord. Ezekiah followed the path of his father David. The Bible says in verse 3, in the first month of the first year of his reign, of his reign speaks of authority, is a king. Authority has been given to him. Governmental authority has been given to him. Power has been given to him. Position, amen, of influence has been given to him. This man knew, hallelujah. This young man knew what to do with that position. And this is what I'm saying. That in the day where we are seeking the restoration of the altar, we must know what to do with, amen, the influence, the power, the resource that heaven has given to us. In the first month of his reign, he opened the door of the temple of the Lord and repaired, he repaired them. This is where we are, friends. We are repairing. 
The Lord must open our eyes of understanding to see the various areas of our life that needs to be repaired. To see the various areas of our, of our inner life. Emotional, psychological, you know, our, our life, you know, our faculties, you know, whatever it is in our life that has been damaged, that have been torn down, either by, you know, the, 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 the illegitimate position of, you know, uh, uh, Jezebel. We have to believe God in this new day too for them to be repaired. We have to believe God for those areas of our home, family, community. A city, a nation, the life of our loved ones to be repaired. Yes, because when they are repaired, then God has something to use. Amen. To walk. Right? If it's not repaired, then God has nothing. They say, they say you have to separate the, the drawers from the silver. So that, amen, the blacksmith, can, the goldsmith or the silversmith can have something to walk with. Hallelujah. If you don't separate the shaft from the wheat, you have nothing to eat. Amen. You can't eat the two. And there's, a, there's a separation going on right now. God is separating the lie from the truth. In the harvest time, when you begin to see separation, then you know the harvest is near. Just like we're seeing right now in South Africa, amen, as God continues to judge the false, false altars, the false prophets, amen, the false, amen, uh, 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 politicians, yes, wherever they are, wherever they are, as we continue to see, and there's going to be a fight, yes, we can see the fight is all clear, but guess what, God will continue in this work of divine separation, there's a pruning, there's a separation going on. As it's happening in our private life, it will be taking place in our home, fat community, amen. And of course, in our city, in our nation, in this generation, it will take place all across. We will see that separation take place, and God will continue to separate. Lie will not triumph, iniquity will not triumph, evil will not triumph, amen. That the powers of darkness will not triumph, amen. Righteousness will always triumph because at the end of the day, it is righteousness that exalts a nation. So we will continue to proclaim and declare. Let the separation continue. God is separating because it is harvest season. In harvest season, there's a gathering, but within the gathering, there's a divine separation. There's a divine separation. So let the separation begin. Let the separation continue. Let God, amen, continue to walk in our life in this glorious day of the opening. When they open the temple, when they open and begin to repair, hallelujah, the broken and the shattered door, we will begin to see, amen, the glory of God being restored back. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, everyone, this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for connecting with us. Thank you for being part of this pro pro prophetic declaration. We believe in God, amen, to continue to, you know, empower us and give us a voice to speak and to represent his intention in this glorious day. So thank you once again. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you once again for your mind, for your word, for your desire that has been expressed. Thank you for that period of exaltation yes we thank you for the way your word came this morning to bring us oh god to the place of realization that yes lord our ministry is unto you our ministry is a ministry of the holies of holy thank you lord this morning that we can stand oh god representing your counsels and desire we pray once again as we go forth this morning lord may your will find expression in and through our life may your will oh god this day continue to yes increase in our life may strength oh god be given to us to rise up 
up and to indeed represent you. Thank you, Lord, that this morning we proclaim breakthrough, deliverance upon our life, upon our city, upon our nation. We declare in Jesus' name that we will not bow, yes, to the gods of men. We will not bow to the gods of, of men. We will not bow, oh God, yes, to the images of Nebuchadnezzar. We rise up, oh God, this day with a shout because you have arisen upon us. We bless your name, oh God. We declare, may your prophetic counsel continue to find expression in and through our life. We declare, this is the day of the Lord. Let the name of God, yes, be hallowed in the land. Let the praise of God be established in the land. Let the ministry of Yahweh go forth this morning. Let the angels of God go forth this morning establishing, yes, that which heaven has proclaimed and declared. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We honor you. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for grace. But also we thank you for fulfillment. Thank you for divine provision in the life, oh God, of everyone that has joined us this morning, that will be listening to this broadcast. We honor you. We praise your name this morning. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. May your spirit continue to lead us in righteousness. May you be glorified. May you be exalted. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Well, may God's blessing continue to rest upon you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for watching this morning. May the Spirit of the Lord continue to keep you. Well, we'll by, by the grace of God, we hope to be here again tomorrow. Or if the Lord will lead us today, we'll be here. Of course, we follow the leading of the Spirit. We respond to the Spirit of God. This, this is a broadcast that is done purely by the, by the grace of God. And of course, by the leading of the Spirit. So as the Spirit of God leads us, we respond and we follow. So thank you everyone this morning for joining, for being part of this live broadcast. Please share the link. Love the link. Amen. You know, share with your friends and uh, let your family know what God is doing. Continue to pray. Continue to stand. And of course, continue to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. God bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.